Hey, Mama. I know getting meals on the table for your family can feel tough, especially finding weeknight-friendly meals that everyone in the family will love. There's a good chance it's why you're here, at least I hope so. Helping moms take the stress out of feeding their family is my biggest passion. It's why I share with you here, and it's why I created the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. If you've ever wished this podcast came with a weekly done-for-you dinner plan with a shopping list and meal prep tips, or maybe a recipe library with over 200 family-friendly recipes, cooking tips, how-tos, and hacks, well, it does, and it's all in the Healthy Mama Cooking Club over on Patreon. Starting at just $3 a month for access to our 200-plus recipe vault with printable PDF recipes, or $5 a month for weekly done-for-you dinner plans, plus the recipe vault and bonus podcasts every month, the Healthy Mama Cooking Club is the dinnertime solution you're looking for. Head to patreon.com slash healthymamachris or click the link in the show notes to try it out for a week free and join over 130 other busy mamas making weeknight meals work with the Healthy Mama Cooking Club. I can't wait to see you in there. All right, let's get on with the episode. Welcome to Healthy Mama Hacks, a weekly mini podcast where I share my best tips for hacking your healthy mama life with simple tips for easier eating, cooking, and living a healthy mama life in 20-ish minutes, about the time it takes you to fold a load of laundry. So let's do this, mama. Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of Healthy Mama Hacks. I'm Chris Dovniak, your host, and if you caught the last episode, you know that in the last episode, in the last two episodes, I gave you a ton of ideas for easy, low-cook meals for summer. So I shared in two episodes ago, I shared 20 plus of our family's favorite meals, favorite low-cook meals for the summertime, and in the last episode, I shared all about how to jazz up your basic meals for summer. I talked about jazzing up your burgers, your hot dogs, your sausages, some salad and side suggestions, eight different ways to make pasta salad, a bunch of different bowl suggestions, flavor boosts, and about 15,000 different ways to use mayonnaise. I don't know how it happened, but it just did. And uh, it was a jam-packed episode, slightly chaotic, that I think you'll really enjoy if you want some recommendations for ways to jazz up your meals in the summertime. So if you haven't got those two episodes, definitely go back and listen to those But today, I want to talk about the actual meal planning process, because I know that meal planning in the summertime can feel like a lot. Summertime kind of feels like a whole new world compared to the school year. It can feel just a little bit different because the kids are at home, and whether or not you are working outside the home or working at home or maybe part-time in, part-time out, whatever it might be, schedules are different than they are during the school year. We take the, you know, what used to be school, pick up, drop, drop off activities, sports, things like that, and turn that into camp and adventures and vacations. And it can be a little bit crazy in the summertime. And so meal planning can be something that's really easy to just completely fall off of in the summertime. But then we end up spending way more money on groceries than we ever intended, throwing away a lot more food than we ever intended, and being stuck more often than we like with nothing for dinner, nothing planned for dinner. So today, I want to help encourage you that meal planning in the summer is worth it, but we're about less stress here. You'll never regret having a plan, but I want it to be simple enough for you to actually do it in the summertime. So today, let's talk about 10 steps to simplify the meal planning process for summer. All right, tip number one, look at your summer schedule. Look at your summer schedule with a bird's eye view. So that means taking out your book, 
whatever your calendar and your Google calendar, whatever it might be, and looking at June, July, and August, whenever your kids get out of school to whenever your kids go back to school. So for many of you, your kids are already out of school. For us, my kiddos still have, my kiddo still has a, actually, when this episode comes out, it will be her last day of school. So middle of June. And then uh, in New England, they don't go back until after Labor Day, uh, but we will be moving. So that's a whole other story for another day. But I want you to look at your summer schedule with a bird's eye view. Mark off any weeks where you really don't need a meal plan because you're going on vacation or maybe you have less, you know, you have less people at home if you have kids in overnight camp or something like that. I want you to mark whenever you don't need a meal plan. First and foremost, this is going to make you feel like this is way less stressful because there's a lot of things that happen in the summertime. If you already know about events and barbecues and things like that, 4th of July, whatever it might be, you don't need a meal plan for those things, mark those off. There you go. Already, some of the stress is taken off. And then when does summer start for you? When does summer end? How many people are you generally feeding on any night in the summertime? So I want you to Mark that, write that down somewhere so you have an idea of, okay, most nights of the week that the family is together, uh, Monday, Thursday, and Saturday, but the other days of the week, kids have activities at night and they're going to figure out things for themselves. Whatever your unique schedule looks like, I want you to keep that in mind before you start the meal planning process for the summertime. Because again, summer is going to be different than the school year. So account for that difference. You don't need to meal plan the same way you meal plan during the school year in the summertime. So when does summer start? When does it end? How many people are you feeding on any given day? And are there activities or days you predict things are going to go a little bit later that you're going to need a shortcut dinner or to make something ahead for those nights? So number one, look at your schedule. This is going to make things easier because you're going to, when you do create your meal plan, you're going to know to account for those days. Tip number two, ask what elements of summer meals feels the most stressful. Think back to last year, which meals were the hardest to put together? Was it breakfast? Breakfast for us tends to be a lot more casual in the summertime because for the most part, unless there's camp, nobody has to get out early in the morning. So breakfast is a little bit easier. Lunches, I kind of have to plan ahead because both kids are home and dinners, depending on what night of the week, can be kind of stressful. And some nights they can be a lot more casual and easy. So I want you to ask yourself which meals feel the most stressful and how can meal planning ease some of this? Meal prep is also something that might be able to help uh ease this a little bit. We'll talk about that next week. But how can meal planning help to ease some of this stress by just having a plan ahead so you actually have the groceries in your, so you can go to the grocery store and you actually have those groceries in the fridge and make things a little bit easier. Tip number three choose your priorities. So you ask what elements of summer meals feel the most stressful. Is it breakfast? Is it lunch? Is it dinner? Is it all three? there's probably going to be something that is more of a priority for you. For us in the summertime, just having ingredients on hand for breakfast and definitely lunches, even more than dinner. You heard my quick and easy dinner options for summertime in the first episode in this series way um, two episodes ago. And dinner isn't actually that big a deal for us most of the time in the summertime. But making sure we have things on hand for lunches and breakfast are our priorities. So this is something that I tend to plan more of at the beginning of the week than I do dinner time. And it's opposite in the school year when we have a lot more activities in the evening time. Tip number four, decide on a rough outline 
for planning. This can be entirely different, like I said, than during the school year. Typically, I recommend planning for five days, but this might be too much in the summertime. Maybe you plan for three and you fill in the other days with easy shortcut dinners. It's really important in the summertime, especially to not over plan so you don't end up with extra food. Flexibility is really key as well. So you don't want to be planning for seven days, even if you're like, oh, there's nothing going on this week. Something's going to come up. So allow leftover nights, allow pizza nights, allow impromptu trips to the beach to just have snacks, whatever it might be. I know not all of you live near a beach, so I'm sorry if you don't live near a beach. But a rough outline for planning. This can also be a rough set of themes for the summertime. So it could be taco night. It could be salad night. It could be pasta salad night. Whatever. It could be burger night, hot dog night, grill night. Whatever meals work well for you and your family. Create those that basic template for, okay, these are how many nights during the week I want to plan for, or these are the nights I need to plan for because these are the busiest nights, and what are we going to do on those different nights? It doesn't have to be, you don't have to include themes, but that could simplify things even more. Number five is to create your summer lists, Okay. The two lists that are going to make meal planning easier, if you haven't, you've probably heard me talk about this. If you're not new to the podcast, if you're new, welcome. These are the two lists that are going to simplify your meal planning always. Number one is your family favorites list. You heard mine two episodes ago. And number two are recipes to try. Be really, 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 really realistic with the recipes slash meal ideas you put on these lists. There's no actual recipes needed for any of these, but your list of family favorites are lists that are crowd pleasers that your family always enjoys. Even if you just have three to five items, that's great. It's a place to start with your meal plan. That is the family favorites list. They're meals that, you know, when you make them, pretty much everyone is happy. Sometimes things happen. Kids have opinions spouses have opinions, whatever it might be. But be really realistic with these meals. What are the meals your family enjoys? And then create a list of recipes to try, right? Star any of of the recipes you can throw together really quickly if whatever activities you're doing end up later than you think. So this goes for both your family favorites list and your recipes to try. Make sure these are realistic. Make sure these are recipes you're pretty sure your family will enjoy if they're recipes to try and that they can realistically come together with how much time you might have in the summertime and be realistic about how much you actually want to cook as well. So if it's this beautiful recipe full of fabulous summer ingredients, but it takes like an hour and a half and you it goes in the oven, that might not be the recipe for you for the summertime. Or maybe you make it once in the summertime, but it's not one of those weekday meals. So creating these lists for this particular season is going to be huge because when you go to create your meal plan, this is what you're going to start with. You are not going to meal plan with Instagram and Pinterest and 17 cookbooks and Google. You don't need the entire internet to plan three to five days worth of meals this summer or a week this summer, right? You just need your family favorites list and your recipes to try list full of realistic meals. And if you're going for budget friendly and tons of flavor, focusing on more seasonal ingredients will help with this as well. Tip number six, name your summer staple groceries. Okay, so I want you to write down what your staples are for breakfast, for lunch, especially snacks, and then staples that you guys eat on a regular basis for dinner that can be used for quick and easy dinners. So for things, for us, these are things like burgers, hot dogs, sausages, salmon, or fish. Uh, We like to have frozen salmon in the freezer, frozen shrimp in the freezer. 
burgers in the fridge or freezer, hot dogs in the fridge or freezer, sausage in the fridge or freezer. And those are kind of our main proteins. And those we like to have on hand because we can create quick and easy dinners out of any of those. So naming your staples for breakfast, lunch, snacks, and dinner can help you to simplify grocery shopping and make grocery shopping in the summer a little bit less haphazard. Having a grocery routine in the summertime, I know because life can be a little bit crazier, uh, can be difficult, but having your staples list will help even if all you do is go to the grocery store and just get those items on your staples list, at least you'll have ingredients to make quick and easy meals. So for us, these are also things like salad ingredients or salad kits, um, slaw mix. I know I've mentioned slaw like 15 bazillion times, but making sure that we have those ingredients on hand for quick and easy meals just makes life easier. So even if that's all you go to the grocery store with is that list, at least you'll have something for dinner. And then tip number seven is decide when you're going to go grocery shopping. So creating anchors around planning and shopping for the summer, again, it might be different than the school year. And I want you to consider that. I want you to consider that this season is different than during the school year. So how are you going to make this work this season? When does it make sense for you to do your meal plan, to do your grocery shopping and any prep if you want to do any prep? It might be your same routine from the from the fall and the winter time, but it might not. It might be totally different. So creating those anchors for this season, decide when you're going to go and put that date and time or, you know, approximate time on the calendar for each week so you get it done. Tip number eight have a backup plan for busy days. Remember when I mentioned naming your summer staple groceries and some of those things you can have on hand for quick and easy meals? I kind of mentioned some of ours, but having a backup plan, having things on hand for those easy meals that your family always enjoys that are summer friendly can be a game changer. So this can be, for us, here are four of our go-tos. I've already mentioned a ton of ideas, like I said, two episodes ago and then last episode, but sausage and slaw, hot dogs in a salad kit, burgers and grilled veggies, and salmon or whitefish, and an easy salad like a cucumber salad or a caprese or a chopped Greek salad. Those are our best options for busy days. Very little cook. If anything, it's grilling, and that's it. So have a backup plan for those busy days so you're still able to cook at home. You're going to save money. You're going to thank yourself for being able to cook at home. But you're not going to be scrambling at 7 p.m. because it's still light out at 7 p.m. in the summertime going, oh my gosh, the kids need to get to bed in an hour. What are we going to make for dinner? Tip number nine is to make sure that you are still planning with what you have on hand this week. So still use your on hand this week list. If last week was a little bit crazier and you didn't get a chance to use up everything in your fridge and you might still have things in your pantry you can use as well. Like if you have canned salmon, then you can easily make lemon basil salmon burgers with canned salmon. So you can use what you have on hand and that'll help you to save money and also give you a starting point for your meals during the week. So don't discount what you have on hand, make sure you're still using that on hand list each week. It's a great way to save money and to give you a head start on your meal planning for next week. And tip number 10, last but not least, this is the most important tip, okay? Don't stress. Summer is supposed to be fun and breezy. I don't want your meal plan to like bring your summer down. I don't want it to feel like a burden or an extra thing you have to do in the fun of the summer. And I know many of us still work full time in the summertime, so it's not like we have the summer break. But 
summer is supposed to feel a little bit more light and a little bit more breezy. And I want it to feel like that for you. So I want you to use these tips, right? I want you to look at your summer schedule. I want you to ask what is hardest for you about getting meals on the table during the summer and which meals are the hardest for you. Choose your priorities. Decide on a rough outline for your plan. Decide on themes if you want to use themes. Create your summer list, your family favorites and recipes to try list. Name your staple groceries. Decide when you're going to go grocery shopping. Create those anchors and have a backup plan for busy days. Have those go-to meals so that this summer meal planning can be easy. So that's it for today, friends. Short and simple, quick and easy, 10 easy tips for meal planning in the summer. Keep it easy. Keep it breezy don't stress. Okay, friends, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you haven't catched the last two episodes, there are tons of ideas for easy meal ideas in the summertime. And next week, we'll talk about incorporating a little bit, just a little bit of meal prep into your summer to further make things easier. Have a beautiful week and I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to my podcast. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Balance Mama podcast. If you loved it, would you take a screenshot and share it with a friend over on Instagram and tag me in it? It helps me so much to know what you love and are taking away from each episode. If you really loved it, would you hop over to iTunes and give me a star rating and review? Every rating and review helps this podcast be seen and heard by more women who need to hear the message of balance and wellness without deprivation. It's the best free gift you could give me. And as a reminder, the information and opinions on this podcast are meant for education and inspiration only and are not to be taken as medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Please consult with a trusted practitioner before making any changes. Have a beautiful day, friend, and I'll see you in the next episode.